Last week, I gave my first live presentation since 2020 at a Rotary Club meeting. I honestly forgot how much I love presenting live and seeing everybody's faces. It's so much fun, and I love having time to answer questions right after I present. One question that came up was about artificial sweeteners and zero-calorie sweeteners. Now, this is timely because of that new erythritol study, and I say study very loosely, also went viral recently. And I have a lot of thoughts about that. Artificial sweeteners are something I tell you to minimize all of the time as much as possible. And people always come back with, well, what about monk fruit or stevia or xylitol or erythritol? I'm just not a fan of zero calorie sweeteners either in general. And today I am diving into exactly why I feel the way that I feel and what I tell my clients to use instead. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. Everyone loves zero-calorie sweeteners. Everyone wants the sweet but not the calories in hopes that they can have their cake and eat it too, so to speak. I'm not a fan of zero calorie sweeteners to say the least. And today I want to share with you why, and then I'll share with you what I recommend instead. Quick disclaimer, what I am sharing is based on my own research and conclusions I've made based on that research. I understand plenty of people will disagree with me and I'm okay with that. I'm just sharing with you what I've learned and what I think is a better option, okay? Reason number one, I do not like artificial or zero-calorie sweeteners. When you eat sweet things, your brain expects certain calories. When you don't get those calories your brain is expecting, your brain's going to send a signal for you to eat more. So really, while you think that by switching to these zero-calorie sweeteners will help you lose weight, they're actually causing you to be more hungry and eat more. The other thing that happens is our bodies become desensitized to sweet foods, specifically our taste buds, okay? Artificial and zero-calorie sweeteners are literally hundreds to thousands of times more sweet than real sugar, whether it's cane sugar, the sugar found in fruit, or the sugar found in vegetables. So by consuming these artificial and zero-calorie sweeteners, you're making real food taste bland, blander than it actually is. So like you want to eat healthy, but when food doesn't taste good, you don't want to eat it. So by eating these zero-calorie sweeteners, which you're hoping that will make you eat less 
calories so you can lose weight, you're hungrier and food doesn't taste good. So you're more likely to eat junk because that's what your taste buds can taste. Does that make sense? You're setting yourself up for failure all around. All right, let's dive into my second reason. Artificial sweeteners are not without side effects. In all reality, some of them might even be the root cause of some of the symptoms you're struggling with and can't get rid of. I remember when I first started learning about this, I was infuriated. Like the things that they let into our food is insane. Let's start with sucralose, which is known as Splenda. Okay, but when you look at labels, it's called sucralose and it's in everything, but we'll get to that. This is partly made with aspartame, which I'll dive into next. But for some reason, sucralose is thought of as the lesser evil when it isn't. So I'm going to talk about it first. (laughs) It stimulates your appetite. It increases your carbohydrate cravings. And it actually causes your body to store more fat and gain weight. That's the exact opposite of what you want happening. Also, part of what's in sucralose is a pesticide that the researchers happened to get in their mouth, don't know how that happened, and it tasted sweet. So they decided to market it as a food additive. Now, here's the problem with that. The bugs that pesticides kill also live in our microbiome. There are healthy bacteria. So by consuming sucralose, you are destroying the delicate balance in your microbiome, which we've learned in depth about last week in episode 77 with Spencer Feldman. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend listening to that after this episode. In addition to all of this, it also decreases your red blood cells, and it's been linked to increasing infertility in men and increasing the risk of miscarriages in women. So if you want to be having babies, you need to quit the artificial sweeteners. It's a really good idea, okay? Now let's move to aspartame. So it has all the same side effects as sucralose, but in addition, that has side effects including bloating, cramping, other stomach issues. Remember, it's destroying the microbiome, so we're going to have other GI issues, right? Migraines, seizures, vertigo, dizziness, blurred vision, rashes on your skin, breathing problems, muscle spasms, swelling in your face, that like padding, that double chin, the kind of the padding under your jawbone and around your face around your eyes all of that can be linked to, to these artificial sweeteners okay sinus issues where you feel like you just have chronic allergies all of the time and allergy medicine isn't helping slurred speech hearing loss loss of taste red itchy swollen watery eyes joint pain heart palpitations anxiety depression memory loss and that spaced out feeling You guys, these are widely used zero-calorie or artificial sweeteners, especially sucralose. They're in yogurt and salad dressing and flavored milks and desserts and ice cream and canned fruits and pretty much anything that's processed in an effort to reduce the calories to follow government guidelines. They're replacing real sugar and real fat with this artificial sweetener. And it's stupid how many foods contain it. And it's difficult to avoid. 
if you are eating processed food. You're going to have to become an avid label reader and you're going to have to find companies that don't use this as a whole, which I can help with. Uh, That's kind of what I do, but we'll get to that. Okay. Zero calorie plant-based sweeteners do not get a pass. Okay. Monk fruit, stevia, xylitol, erythritol, none of them get a pass. When you consume them, your brain's still going to get more hungry and you're still going to eat overall throughout the day. They're still much sweeter than real food, which your taste buds are going to think real food tastes bland. That's still a problem. It doesn't matter if it's from a plant or man-made. It's the same problem. They're not a healthy alternative. Don't shoot the messenger, please. Let's talk about stevia. Uh, At that presentation that I recently gave, the stevia was the one I was actually asked about. And there's a couple of things you need to know about it. First, if you have a ragweed allergy, stevia is in the ragweed family. So if you're consuming stevia in your coffee and you're using it in your yogurt and you're putting it in everything, your allergies are probably awful and your allergy medication and or whatever remedies you're trying to use probably aren't helping much because you're literally consuming it all day long, all of the time. Secondly, in large doses, it's a neurotoxin. Third, the stuff you get at the grocery store isn't actually real stevia. It's, a re- it's super refined, messed with, and cut with other sweeteners, usually erythritol. Real stevia is green. And it should be a green powder because the leaves of stevia are green. The real stuff is also extremely bitter in flavor, even in small doses, which is why they cut it with other sweeteners commercially. Now, xylitol. It is naturally occurring in nature. But it's usually found in like birch trees and like fiber from berries and things like that. What you get at the store is made with corn, not birch trees or fiber from berries or oats. So it's made typically with GMO corn. And then xylitol doesn't break down in your intestines. And it actually draws water into the intestines when your intestines are supposed to be drawing water out. This often causes bloating, gas, stomach cramps, and diarrhea. It's also been shown to contribute to acid reflux. So let's say that you're eating really healthy, you're avoiding your food sensitivities, you know, but you are consuming xylitol as a sweetener and you're still having heartburn. That could be one of the reasons. Now let's talk about erythritol. Uh... (laughs) This one was recently in the news and got the holistic community all in a tizzy because up until this study, it had been found to not cause any blood sugar spikes and to really have no negative side effects outside of making you hungrier and, you know, being so much sweeter than real food, okay? But other than that, they hadn't found any of the the side effects that other sweeteners have had, right? So... This new study came out drawing the conclusion that consuming erythritol could cause a person to develop blood clots. I read the study from start to finish. It was like 26 pages or something in like super small words, right? Like font, font. (laughs) And from what I know about how I know to study you know, to look at studies and and all of that, I didn't think it was well done or really evidence-based. 
uh, it was eight people. They didn't measure how much erythritol was consumed and just assumed that intake meant that uh, there would be an increase in the blood levels of urethritol. So let's talk about urethritol in the blood, okay? Urethritol is a byproduct of poor metabolic health. It will go up the more unhealthy you are, which leads to complications like blood clots, okay? So I can see why it could be correlated or assumed that eating it would increase the amount in your blood. I would definitely want to see better science done before assuming that this is actually the case, though. I have listened to all sides and their reasons for either supporting it, this study, and thinking that, like, you know, we need to ban urethritol, and the people who are like, we can't even go there yet. Like, this study was so bad we can't even go there. And it's like not just the, um, you know, I've had the carnivore community and the plant-based community and the more moderate community and everybody getting on these panels and discussing this and they're like nutrition researchers and all of these things. And, you know, I have to agree with this, the camp that says this is a poorly done study. You know, obviously, I'm not a doctor or a medical researcher or in nutrition research. I'm not a scientist, but I have been taught how to evaluate studies and what to look for. And it's not just like who sponsored it and stuff like that, but like really evaluate it. And I think the stu- the study was poorly done. You know, so that being said, it still has the same effects on the brain as any other zero calorie sweetener. And, you know, if your body makes urethritol as a byproduct of being unhealthy, do you really want to consume something that is similar to that, whether it goes into the bloodstream or not? You know, something to think about. So, yeah, I don't recommend any artificial or zero-calorie sweeteners. If you're going to eat something sweet, eat it made with real sugar and eat it sparingly. And in place of something dessert-like every night, learn to enjoy fruit as it is. Fruit is delicious. Have it on hand and ready to go. I get so frustrated when, you know, people are metabolically unhealthy and they're doctors. I don't care if it's mainstream or naturopathic. A lot of them do this and they're like, you can't have any sugar. You can't have any artificial sweeteners. You can't have anything processed and don't eat fruit. And I'm like, Why would you take fruit away from them? Like, especially right now, like they need something sweet and fruit is not going to spike your blood sugar as much as a Twix bar or a donut or even a slice of bread. You know, let's say you are dealing with uh, blood sugar dysregulation issues. Like there's a really simple trick to have your fruit and it have less of an impact on your blood sugar. And that's by adding a healthy fat have it with a full fat yogurt, a whole milk yogurt, or have it with some nuts or some nut butter, or I don't know, even just take a spoonful of coconut oil, swallow it, and then eat your fruit. All of that is going to help. Or go for a two-minute walk after you have dessert. Have your dinner, have your bowl of delicious fruit, and go for a walk around your block. All of that will help lower the blood sugar spike that could come from these like quote-unquote high sugar fruits and I'm talking like mangoes, grapes, pineapple, 
what other tropical fruits are there? Like typically it's the tropical fruits that will have the highest blood sugar spike after you eat them, but it's still not as much as junk food, okay? So, you know, I used to struggle with reactive hypoglycemia and I was able to get it under control uh, by following a paleo diet. I actually, that even wasn't even the goal. I was just dealing with my daughter's food restrictions along with my own and that fit and made it easy for me to find recipes and stuff, right? But it taught me a lot about how to regulate blood sugar and deal with reactive hypoglycemia and how food balancing and all this stuff comes into play, which all of that knowledge I then turned into uh, my meal plans to help people who are struggling with this, but they don't need to know all of the things. Like I just make it work with their natural daily hormone cycles and, you know, what I know, what we know about, you know, how the body works and all of this stuff, right? Like, I love to teach people how to navigate all of this. Like, how do you enjoy dessert? Like, can, if I if you want dessert every night, I have options for you that are healthy and contain healthy ingredients, taste good, and are satisfying. But, you know, how do you get to a point where, like, you're not even craving dessert all the time? Like, maybe it's a stress thing or maybe it's a celebratory thing or maybe it's a stressed out thing, right? Like... There are times when I'm, I've had a really hard day and I want my freaking gummy bears. You know, I get the organic ones because they don't have corn, you know, but it's like most of the time fruit is enough if I even want it. And I teach my clients how to do this in the therapeutic food framework, which is my coaching program. I teach you how to eat in a way that supports your health goals while being realistic. And my meal plans always include snacks and desserts because I love dessert too. I have a sweet tooth. I do. And I can, I just, I teach you how to make this all work in a way where you don't feel deprived, which is super important to me. And if you're not quite ready to make the step to hiring a health coach, download my free guide. Like it's a solid place to start. And if you follow that, you're going to feel better within days. And it's just going to make, you're going to feel full after meals. You're going to, your blood sugar is going to get more stable. You're going to feel great. And you're going to get an idea of what healthy eating really can look like. And then join my Facebook community. It's totally free. And there I share recipes. I go live while cooking dinner. I give um, impromptu and scheduled workshops, um, usually more food related. And so much more in there. And you'll find links to all of these in the show notes. Okay, quick recap before I end this episode. All artificial and zero calorie sweeteners lead to overeating throughout the day and make real food taste bland because of how oversweet they are. Aspartame and sucralose have nasty side effects that could be the root cause of some of your symptoms that you're dealing with. Allergies, gut issues, vertigo, rashes, other things, right? And plant-based zero-calorie sweeteners aren't good options either, even though they don't have as many nasty side effects as the man-made ones, but still often contribute to GI distress and ragweed allergies. Instead, I recommend learning how to enjoy real food. And if you're going to have dessert, and it's going to be a real dessert. Have it made with real sugar. sugar. Cane sugar, honey, maple syrup, dates. All of those are great options. And if you want recipes and a meal plan to just kind of show you what healthy eating looks like and how you can still enjoy dessert, look at my therapeutic food framework. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.